Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, it being a Friday, we spoke to Martin Kellner about the... Uh, a week of sport on TV. We previewed the non-sporting telly with Mike Ward and talked about Eve Bassoon, where he just left his beloved Brighton to go to Spurs. Uh, we also um, brought you more live racing, and Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly uh, were on good form. We'll play you a little bit of that. We had a chat, didn't we? We did, yeah. So I think we might as well bring you all that now. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. I'm just seeing this little bit of uh, news coming through about Ekatike. Newcastle fans have been awaiting the white smoke about mm. some of these signings they've been after. And the, there's a very hard word that uh, that one's almost there. So they mm. are going to do a lot of business. Do, well, I think every club's doing a lot of business, except one club that doesn't seem to be doing any business whatsoever. But I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure in the fullness of time... Give them a chance. Let them get their feet under the, the table. They've been there five minutes. Well, they haven't. They've been there for about three weeks. They must have had something lined up. Three now. weeks with a sort of £4 billion business. I mean, you can't just start slinging money about from well, day one. That's fine. As long They're as not Russian oligarchs. As long as you don't mind finishing eighth, they'll be fine. OK, fair uh, enough. I have a confession well, it's to good make. to know the fan base. I don't know if Todd Bowley's listening this afternoon, out and about <laughs> in his Rolls Royce. <laughs> but the fan base clearly are patient. Uh, they're, they're right on your side, Todd. No, and we are. Yeah, being patient, patient. But, but it is it is hard. <laughs> Get when you your checkbook out, Bowley. Well, the thing is, it's hard because when you see all the other clubs doing business, and you realise that yeah. you know it's a because very... you have been starved of new signings over the years, haven't you? Really? Oh yeah, it's been quite difficult for well, you. Well, you know, it's quite it's, uh, <laughs> down to the bare it's bones. It's been odd though. That's a bit of a misconception there because there were years where he didn't buy anybody. Yeah, what he did, Bramwich was it didn't seem to hurt you though, did it? Well, because he fired, then he bring a new one and he back him. So, like, Conte's a typical example. Backed him, Costa, a few good players. They win the league. Next season, Conte's saying, look, if you want me to go on and really build something here, you yeah. back. he didn't back him at all, so he left. Mm. Did that with Ancelotti. He did it with a lot of managers. Did it with Mourinho the first time around. So there was a sort of feast and famine about the way Abramovich ran the club. It was okay. a bit, you know, it could do with being a bit more sensible and a bit, you know, a bit more sort of recruitment and uh, performance based, which is what he said they're going to do. So yeah, we'll, we we'll shall see. be patient. We'll see the new happens. ball's out, Andy. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, swerve in the air. It's the, the new Nike ball. It's got a nod to Mitre's iconic Pro Max, we're told today, yeah. which uh, 30 years ago was debut. Yeah, I'm very Pro Max. Ago. He does a great job on the second. <laughs> yeah, we're all so. Pro Max. I'm yeah. very Pro Charlie as well. Talking of Pro Max. Well, Baker, of course, I'd like to point out. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> Not that I'm suggesting at all. I would like to see a change in the law around Clark. No, I won't go down that route. I've got a yeah. confession to make. About yeah. Yesterday, uh, during the birthday spread, yes. I, uh, I did a name. It actually tripped you up. It was uh, Benjamin Millipede. Benjamin Millipede. Millipede. I made some joke about and you know, him being a centipede. Lots of pairs of shoes. Yeah, exactly, all that stuff. But I thought to myself, I wonder if that's really how you pronounce his name. So I yeah. looked it up last night. It isn't at all. It's Benjamin Milpier, which doesn't work <laughs> at all, really. <laughs> it's a bit of a, what's it well, called? Well, that's why I lost. Sejourney Weaver. So we, we've basically got to say that we scrapped yesterday's birthday spread from the records. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've struck it. Poor old Max, he won't be happy. He's not going to get that mm. victory. I can't wait to take Paul Pogba's self-awareness course. Yeah. It's tremendous, isn't it? <laughs> I was obviously never watched himself on Match of the Day. <laughs> oh, they should have given me 300 grand a week. I gave yeah. them the opportunity. What's they wrong with them? nothing. Honestly. Yeah. Pathetic. It's very true. And uh, I loved this letter last week. People are funny, actually. Uh, Stanley Heward wrote to The Sun. He oh, said, yeah. I watched the Soccer Aid match on, Sat- on Sunday, mm. and I thought that its England team was actually better than the real England team that I watched <laughs> against Italy. You At least they were able to... But this is what, you know... Pathetic. It's crazy. I always had. I remember years ago. I remember actually uh, Robbie Williams uh, listening to the station that day and saying he was in. We had this idea that um, mm. England were, were sort of stuck in traffic and couldn't get to a game. So a team of England celebrities based on the soccer aid sides mm. would go out and play an international. We thought well, they probably we thought it was done a good. We thought it was a good well idea for. Hungry. A, it was a good idea for a film, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, Anyway, no one ever picked that what up. Can you do? Um, what else have we got for you? I've uh, got Boy George talking about uh, Victoria Beckham. Did I did see, see that. Story? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. He he slammed British Airways, claiming passengers were forced to wait while Victoria Beckham's car came to pick her up from the air car, aircraft. The air, <laughs> the air the conditioning. Air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of her, but she doesn't sit in the air conditioning <laughs> well, system. She, might as well. she overheats otherwise. Yeah. They just slip her in he between the grills. But apparently, he says uh, he apologised afterwards and said that he he said uh, we're back in love me and British Airways I now know that it costs six grand to get yeah. off the plane before everyone else honestly talk about spoil see imagine paying six grand for the privilege of not walking down you know that tunnel or, or down the steps yeah it's pathetic six grand talk about more money than cents okay well fair enough thank you very much can you drop me here please driver say they're going around the one way system here do you see that Victoria Beckham gov so I'm turning away from <laughs> well, I'm looking behind it's me it's not honestly. right is it six grand she won't talk <laughs> honestly more money than cents I will drop you here gov if you don't mind because obviously I'll put back next to five on the fair John Rahm do you see that story from the US Open how much um, would he pay to get off a plane <laughs> <laughs> well, at the moment, yeah, no, I don't know. John Rahm, um, it, it, uh, yeah, hit his tee shot uh, on the 18th. Mm. Uh, and as he went to find his ball, saw chil- two children running away. And uh, sure enough, they'd taken his ball, we're told by uh, oh, Dan no. Rappaport, the journalist. Mm. Yeah, they'd had his ball away. Um, so he dropped it, a, a, a 20-ish foot putt, says Is Dan. that a free drop uh, if, if uh, kids take your ball yeah they I th- well I don't know I mean he dropped the ball he hit it within 20 foot made it's the birdie it's a free drop that's not his fault is it no I would think not but it's quite rare that yeah. I mean what, the kids running what is it like a crash at uh, Brookline they just let kids <laughs> run around and just pick the ball know. up 
It's impossible. You reckon it's one of I mean, it's one of Mickelson's kids, or a, <laughs> yeah. it's like a live it's a live golf sabotage <laughs> yeah. thing. They're sending Could kids be. out to pick up the balls. That's a good idea. Under, undermining the PGA. I watched anyway. a bit of England Belgium last night. So did I? Yeah, I watched. I didn't see it all, but I saw. Um, thankfully, I saw mm. more of the second half than the first. Uh, yeah, the me second too. Half where the goals and, uh, came, but England's women beating Belgium. Yeah, three they, were, they were better in the second half, weren't they? And uh, but Belgium had beaten Armenia nineteen nil. Blimey, they must be terrible. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I'm sure there's a they're, reason. You know, yeah. yeah, well, they're probably the, the yeah. pool of players that Armenian women's football can can draw from. I don't know if you saw uh, uh, formerly of this parish, Mike Perry. I, Mike I just flicked on my TV mm. this morning, and there he was. He's everywhere, um, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's ubiquitous. He was. Um, he was basically saying armpits and midriffs should not be out of work. I know, he said if anybody had turned up for work wearing flip-flops... Yeah, he'd have done a thing about flip-flops, isn't he? He'd have sent them home. Yeah, so that was a... I don't remember anybody being sent home for them. I'm sure Moose must have turned up in shorts and flip-flops. Oh, the Moose moose is on everybody's bad books today. I don't know if he did it for attention or he he actually ate it, but... um, He, he pre- prepared some s- from scones earlier on for himself, then found he had no jam, so put tuna on it. Tuna on a, on a scone, that is disgusting. Did you see that massive tuna that got caught this week, bigger Bluefin, than a man? Yeah. A blue we should yeah. have bought that. For, we should have all clubbed together and bought that for moose. It cost about a million quid, <laughs> don't they? How much do you actually like him? <laughs> well, that's true. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, Crazy. Um, they're, I'm just looking at the royal procession. They're running out of royals, I think, this way. The Queen's mm. not there. At the moment, it's Joe Royal. Jim Royal from the Royal Family <laughs> and the former tag team wrestler Burt Royal. <laughs> They're all in the front That's carriage, the waving. Uh, not, not enough, not enough Royals. <laughs> and Vic Falk and Emerson, of course. Oh, yeah, Emerson yeah, Royal, just yeah. Uh, of, of Tottenham Hotspur. That um, would be great, yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> the four of them. Just that run. Sorry, we ran out of Royals. Anyway, let's head there now uh, to Royal Ascot and set the scene for this afternoon's mm. racing with Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly. Good afternoon to you both. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, now, if you walk past the Royal Box, oh, yeah. uh, you might notice a slight smell of fish. Because uh, last night, uh, Princess Royal attended the Fishmongers Hall. Really? Yes, she's a member of the Fishmongers Company. So okay. I don't know if she had a fish. Do you think it, it can be... It can, can cling, cling can't, can't it, to your can, clothes? Imagine she's changed her clothes since, though. <laughs> uh, she's not here today, so oh, we, we're, okay. we're spared yeah, that. Yeah, smell her from Windsor. Yeah. Food poisoning yeah. fish. She probably would have gone last night in those kind of in those white wellies, <laughs> the white wellies and the trilby that you wear They'll when you're, wear you're in the fish business. <laughs> now, now I think you'll be, you'll, yeah. be, you'll be smelling a lot of people there because we're allowed to take our jackets off now. Oh, that's oh, yeah, really? I saw oh, it that. Yeah, well, it's under, it's that's that pocket. And it's and it's a brave move if you're a man because if you've got a thick morning suit on. Yeah. You, you do get a little hot, so it's not a very good look. You've sweated through. Well, it depends. You? If you're wearing a blue shirt, it could be a blue. If a white shirt... Albert Brooks in broadcast yeah. well, news. I'll, I'll yeah. just check with Lizzie. I've got a pink one. Everything all right? You're lifting your arm up. I'm not going to look. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want. She doesn't want to look at your armpits. <laughs> really, no, no, I think I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> he's well, got. He's got another woman, anyway, uh, Lizzie. I'm afraid he spends his afternoons with you and his mornings with Rosie Tapner on Ascot TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't ask who you prefer because I wouldn't want to know the answer. <laughs> no, that's true. I was reading mm. about uh, Frankie uh, yesterday. He had a really difficult day, didn't he? I mean, yeah. I mean, even the train was quite critical of, of the way he rode uh, Stradivarius. 
yeah, I mean, John Gosden managed to sort of tell him, tell, tell the world that he wasn't happy with Frankie's ride without ever really uttering those exact words. Um, he wasn't happy. He was talking about the fact that he thought that they shouldn't have been where um, they ended up in the race. He thought they were too far back. He thought that they had to come too far wide to get around the runners. And to be honest with you, you know, I think plenty of people agree with that. All my horses have been too far back this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the truth. Now, uh, Rupert's uh, armpits um, uh, has leads me. Is that really... a horse? No, I, no. I tell you what, is a horse though. Okay. Eight to one in the next race, fully wet. Ooh, <laughs> that's an got, omen. That's got to be an omen, folks, isn't it, Rupert? You've got to get on that. Well, um, it's uh, ridden by Frankie de Tori, oh, so okay. you never know. That might be. Well, yes, fully wet. We've got um, Ibiza Love. We've got Land of Summer in here, and we've got She's Hot. Ooh. in here wow. so uh, I can't really answer that question about the two ladies I'm working with this week well, not, I'm saying I'm not up I've, I've got no, myself into an absolute model <laughs> the thing oh, is with Frankie they were saying he's a streaky rider so if he does get a winner in the first he, you might be looking to him to do something for the rest of the afternoon yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. He's got some good rides today. Um, but uh, Fully Wet has actually come in in price. He's been, she's been backed, I should say, um, all over the last night and um, into this morning. Um, Morge is favourite. Mm. Um, but, I mean, these are two-year-olds, so we're looking at horses who have run once, maybe twice, maybe three times. So they don't offer a huge amount of... Um, it's very difficult to work through the form because you've only seen them a couple of times um morge for example has only run once as has fully wet and um and, and several of the others so you're looking at horses that could potentially have been improving at home where obviously we can't see them so there can be a bit of a surprise sprung in these sorts of races the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast we're joined in the studio by a comedian jake lambert big spurs fan he's got a new show uh, to tell us about good afternoon jake good to see you Good to see you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Even even your show mm. Liminal has a has a bit of a sporting flavour because it, it was a, a chat with someone at a baseball game in New York that kind of led you into some of the content of this show, wasn't it? Yeah, you've done your research. Oh yeah, well of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm very yes. impressed. Yes. So what, what, tell us about that. Yeah. So what happened was I, I went to a game of baseball in New New York um, before COVID, so mm. se- September, I think the. Uh, year before yeah. and then during the pandemic he got in touch with me this guy I sat next to him, I had a bit of a chat with he followed me on social media but what had happened is during the time I was trying to get in touch with a girl I went to university with who lived in Germany who didn't have social media Right. so I thought so the show ended up sort of is sort of me talking about that how easy it is to get in touch with people now mm. as long as they're on social media yeah <laughs> <laughs> If because otherwise it's Basically impossible. Yeah. Um, but this guy that I followed had a nice chat with him, and then it turned out he was a bit of a bit of a Trump supporter. Right. I thought his like "Make America Great Again" hat was sort of ironic. A lot of people wear it sort of ironically. Right. But he just sort of meant it. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine most people wear them mean it. I, 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 I think if you were yeah. wearing it ironically, I think the irony could be lost on quite a lot. Of, yeah, it's quite, quite a brave a thing to do ironically, <laughs> just, I guess. To say, yeah, walking around Greenwich Village in it, I don't know. <laughs> but wow. So, uh, and um, did you get into one? You don't want to ruin the end don't of the show. We don't want to ruin the end of the show. But, you have to uh, come to see it at Ed- Edinburgh yeah. for a month. You've got a whole month okay. to come. 
Do you have you, to come to every show? You do for have to come every yeah, day. Yeah, it's yeah. like a soap opera. Yeah. You get a bit each day. And for those that want to know whether I got in touch or not, don't forget, come back tomorrow. It's <laughs> <laughs> so expensive. That's a bit more a information. Gimmick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is actually technically the start of the show, this. It may, and then it will just go on. It may have even been cheaper to have flown to Germany and tracked her down based on the amount of tickets we had to buy for Jake's show at Edinburgh. You are the Pleasant's baby grand with the show. Yes, I am, yeah, which is the biggest room I've done so far. Mm. Which is 70 people, which which doesn't sound a lot, but when there is about 300 shows going on every hour, yeah. it's still a lot of tickets That's to try nice and sell. Too. Yeah. Um, so uh, last time I did 50, 55 seater, and that mm. sold out. So it's only an extra 15 people. Yeah. Um, but when I did get that room, um, I thought that there might be social distancing still. So I thought it would be very easy to fill. But it turns out that there won't be any, so it'll be... 70 people have to get every, well, every night. You can give it another month, they'll be back to social distancing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. don't worry. Get 15, about it. 15 <laughs> fellow Tottenham fans will come along just to support you. <laughs> just tell them if they can get a 10% discount if they're in Tottenham shirts. I'm I don't not know sure if, how many of them are in Edinburgh, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure oh, you'll be surprised. Yeah, really, mate, you do a lot of writing as well as performing, which is oh, yeah. strings which is, over to your boat. Yeah, which is good. I write on a lot of TV shows, which means I can be a bit pickier with the gigs I do. Yeah. So if I get sort of offered a gig in Nottingham, I can sort of say no and justify it to myself, which is quite nice. No disrespect to people in Nottingham. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. no, it's the drive, not yeah. the... Not no, all the, all, all the Forest fans in Nottingham can't that, wait to get Spurs. warm-up gig in Nottingham. You won't sell 70 tickets for that. <laughs> Definitely not, yeah. Sorry, I did mean the eight-hour round when you trip. Did, you did, you've written for the National Comedy Awards. I was wondering mm. uh, the tough days of having to write for the National TV Awards when it was presented by Trevor, Trevor. McDonald. Oh, and right. Trevor would go out and do a five-minute monologue like he was Jimmy Fallon. Oh, right. And, How uh, did that go down? Well, Not well. No, I used to feel no. for the writers because he'd say, on the way to the theatre, you would... And he would yeah, say, in his style. Take my wife. It was all... It was like, <laughs> oh, like Trevor, and he'd be, I mean, the writer's going, he's killing it. He's killing it. Well, not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because usually that's a good thing in comedy somehow. <laughs> yeah. I think kill, killing it's good, murdering's good, bombing's bad, <laughs> taking the roof off Dying's is good. Worse. Dying's worse. Dying is the worst Dying is the I think it, that's very but true. I was like, I was with Tom Allen. And so I had a very skilled performer oh, to tell of course. my jokes. That's for right, me. you know. It's always a joy when they, yeah, they, you think that looks good on paper. I wonder how it will come out in practice. But it's always good if you get good people to do the material. No, oh, I mean, yeah. who knows, Sir, Sir Trevor? He may have honed his skills now. He may be at oh, the yeah. store this he's, weekend. He's doing a month at Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy. Yeah. Anyway, um, you are a big Spurs fan. And yes. uh, are you feeling quite positive about life as a Tottenham fan at the moment? Yeah, sort of qu- quietly optimistic. Um, hmm. Well, it's a bit sort of, I've just said that on national radio, yeah. but to myself, yeah, until now, now I'm quite loudly optimistic. It's Spurs supporters' yeah. fatalistic thing yeah, we, they can't yeah. accept, but everybody else, writers and myself, can see that Spurs are going to challenge next season. They are. You wow. can see challenge, not challenge to win the league. Ooh, I it's think they'll, a, they'll mount a challenge. I'm not saying they'll win. They it's very difficult. You're going to say there or thereabouts. Are you going to say that? I would say there or thereabouts. <laughs> wow, okay, I'd wow. say minimum third <laughs> for right. me. Minimum. He's trying to Bock us, Jake. That's no, what it is. That's what I'm it is. Yeah, mind. get us all confident. It's not just me. It's like a lot of neutrals, a lot of writers are saying oh. this. You know, because they can see what... What is interesting is our, our first four games mm. this season are all games that we lost mm. last season. Yes. Um, so Southampton at home, Chelsea away, Wolves away, West Ham. So I think it's all games that we lost, which is quite 
Um, We've got some tough games. Bad omen. Get them out of the way. A lot of away games we can hopefully get out of the way. But and you, get you know, Chelsea are going to sign two centre-halves and they're basically their first experience of Premier League football will be playing against Harry Kane and Son. That's not going to oh, be right. great. Well, that's well, that sounds good. Uh, Jake, we're out of time. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Lovely to see oh, you. Was lovely. Uh, Thanks Liminal for me. is at the Pleasance Baby Ground. You're doing some warm-up gigs, I take it? In the, oh, in the yeah, I'm all over the place. On my website and stuff. You'll not find Nottingham. J- you'll find Jake on the social media, not, <laughs> not Nottingham. That gig's gone. Jake Lambert. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Nearly ready uh, for the off for the Albany Stakes. First race of the afternoon from Royal Ascot. Let's uh, head there now and chat to uh, Rupert Bell and Lizzie. Kelly, your commentary team. Um, Lizzie, um, you told us, uh, what were you favouring Morge in this one, did you say? Yeah, Morge the favourite, but actually what's interesting is that a horse that got beaten by Morge um, four and a half lengths, it was a, it was a very good performance by Morge, was Believing. And Believing then came out the following time and she, was, she reared up in the stalls and lost quite a lot of ground. But she ended up winning by a, a length and three quarters anyway, um, despite losing so much ground. And she's 20 to 1. So I would, I would be interested to see how she goes. I mean, we're talking about horses that have had, you know, one or two runs. Mm. So we don't really know um, their potential at the moment. But um, believing could have improved enough. But yes, Morge currently the favourite. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Meditate just might have the advantage inside the final furlong and is leading by a length and still striding out. Ryan Moore continues his wonderful week. And Meditate is going to win. Morge gets seconds. On the far side of that one is Ivory Madonna picks up in the end, but never going to get anywhere near. But Meditate got a good split out of the stalls. And Ryan Moore, I think that's his uh, fifth winner of the week. He's been in outstanding form. And he gets that host home. Never looked really in any danger. The others were trying to get close. Moore's the best of the rest, the 5-2 to two winner. Rupert, it looks as if one of the horses didn't go off. We saw the jockey. Yeah. Uh, which one was that? Do you know? That was believing. Wow, <laughs> the, really? one I, the one I quite like the look of. Well, no, but you did say before, uh, in your defence, hmm. she had problems in the last run when she missed the break. So she just may be, in the heat and everything, um, just actually um, didn't um, you know, settle and she's got a, a bit quirky. Um, yeah, she does seem quite quirky. She reared in the stalls last time and lost a lot of ground, so mm. she's clearly got a bit of an issue um, with the stalls. The, fir- the third horse, Ivory Madonna, she finished third on her um, career start, and uh, this was her second career race today, and actually she's improved a huge amount. Oh, and she was flying at the finish, so keep an eye on her maybe in future, but a creditable run, but you can't take it away from Meditate. Um, and uh, Frankie, well, I'd never fully wet, I'd never sighted really. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I was reading this earlier in the week that taxpayers are controversy uh, regarding Wrexham. Oh, yeah. Taxpayers are being asked to pay £18 million towards the rebuild of the stadium mm. owned by Hollywood Stars. And you think, well, we've done it for West Ham. What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be. If he, if he taxpayers, we like to help the clubs. If you see that Deadpool three is in the pipeline, <laughs> this is when Rex and you know <laughs> they might. They're, they're, I think he's playing uh, Barb Ken, not Barbie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's not playing Barbie. No, I mean, playing, that would be a stretch. He's playing he's a, Ken in Barbie, right? No, he? that's not. No, right. it's Ryan. It's Ryan yes. Gosling, isn't it? Is it? I yeah. thought it was Ryan. Um, not no. Tender Scarter. <laughs> 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 Ryan Reynolds. 
No, no, I don't think. I, you could be. I don't know. I don't you know, could no. be right. I'm I not your Hollywood self, reporter. You need to speak to now. Talk Sports Hollywood reporter. I yeah. was, uh, other Ryans are available. That's true. Yes. Um, well, we're going to talk transfers in a few moments. Well, I'm looking forward to I'm it. sure the Arsenal fans, it's a bit, they've been, you know, a bit blindsided by the fact that A, their team have gone and spent some money, and B, mm. they've spent it on a player they probably don't know a great deal about unless they watch a lot of Portuguese football. So, thankfully... Yeah, uh, Matt Scott's already got him down as the finest player ever to play in the Premier League. Well, look, you know, that isn't the case. We will be finding out more about... Fabio Vieira. Uh, they've done pretty well with players called Vieira in the past. I think That's it's true. To say. Uh, we'll find out a bit more about him in a few moments' time. Kevin Hatchard uh, will join us and look at some of the other uh, stories today. Manchester United fans want to know what's going on with Frankie De Jong, and I think Kevin can what shed a bit of light on that. What have Barcelona done? They've done something, haven't they? Suddenly they have. Got, We're going to talk about it with Kevin. No money problems all of yes. a sudden. Ridiculous yeah. club, honestly. And, do you want uh, to hear that clip? Uh, right now, he's, well, uh, I do know it. Yeah, right. Well, I, yeah, but I, I meant for the listeners. I don't oh, mean right. just for you. Oh, yeah, we'll turn all the. Mo- we, we won't put it. I'll just play it to you, Andy. Okay, good. Uh, Ryan Tenderskater is uh, is the man who's uh, commentating. The former Dutch international played uh, a lot of county cricket over here for many years. It was when he was at, it was at Essex. Essex, it was yeah. Ronnie, yeah. And uh, this was Mike Perry, who didn't quite get his name right. Who got the biggest score for the Dutch team on Friday night when they beat England? Was it A? Ryan Ten Doshat. Yep. <laughs> Not ideal. <laughs> no. Not ideal. So, um, we've got some clips of the week for you a little bit later on as well. Yeah, um, Martin Kellner brings us a week of sport there on TV. Mike Ward will look at a bit of a non-sporting tally as well. Anything else? Andy? Yeah, I've got a lovely letter from Sylvia Monk, a regular writer to The Sun. Oh, yeah. She's brilliant, honestly. She's just got the style. She knows how to get a letter published. Yeah, it's an art form. It is. The Wimbledon tennis will not be the same without Sue Barker presenting after 30 exceptional years. Her delightful smile has been a joy. It has. Yeah, that's always going to get you in. It's going to get in, isn't it? Always going to get you in. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Martin Kellner joining us a little bit later on with his week of sport on TV. Before that, we've got another race for you from mm. Royal Ascot. The other deal that uh, looks to be edging closer is Sadio Mane to Liverpool. To, no, from Liverpool. Uh, from Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, he's Bayern. going back there. So <laughs> Bayern Munich don't want him. No, uh, from Liverpool to Bayern Munich. Th- excited £35 million, pounds, apparently, I'm sure, plus uh, add-ons, but uh, with Nunes being signed. Wasn't there that add-on that he had to win the Ballon d'Or that three was one times? Of them, yeah, some of, the, some of the add-ons that were being suggested by Bayern Munich were, yeah, three-time Ballon d'Or winner, Platini. A few people have done it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that's sort of 29. Like that is pushing it a bit, really, isn't it? That would be the add-on of add-ons. So, Let's um, head back um, to Royal Ascot. The next race uh, is in about three minutes' time. Yes, and yes. good news for me because uh, oh, yeah. I thought I had nothing left in my account, but uh, because I had a bet on the Queen, what colour she'd be wearing, <laughs> <laughs> I got the money back in my account. I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, right. I was thinking what? what? Oh, not at funny. home. She's wearing, she's probably well, wearing a onesie of some kind. They, didn't, they didn't offer that. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was she wearing to watch it on the telly? <laughs> Yes, Rupert, I mean, that was always a favourite of yours. What's the Queen wearing, wasn't it? Uh, yes, but I knew she wasn't going to be wearing anything yesterday. Oh, blimey. Um, well, uh, I don't know the way you too much that. information. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I know you've got royal connections. <laughs> sorry. Oops. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, a in the tower. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but uh, the fingers crossed she might be able to uh, get here tomorrow um, nice. for the uh, Platinum Jubilee Stakes. Oh, um, lovely. So, um, but look, every day is being managed um, accordingly um, with my royal hat on. OK, so um, give me a tip so I can waste my last well, 10 look, quid. I mean, everybody I've seen, t- quite a few people's nap in this race, uh, Lizzie's perfect power. Are you, are you opposing that one? No, not at all. Actually, Christoph Sumion has quite a good um, strike rate for Richard Farr. He doesn't ride from very often, but when he does, it tends to be for um, for for a winner. Um, Perfect Power is a is his favourite at the moment, and um, he actually won the Norfolk here um, on on fast ground, which obviously we've got today. I prefer El Caballo. Uh, Carl Burke has had a really good um, season. This is a horse who's been shortening in the betting all morning. And um, with Clifford Lee on board is a horse who's won his six, his last six races. It's an absolute winning machine. And um, the races that he's been winning on the all-weather, the, the form actually translates quite well to this particular course. Uh, if I was going to go for something at a bigger price each way, it would be Tiber Flow. Tiber Flow was only beaten a shoulder by El Caballo two runs ago, and then actually beat Eraz, who's a much shorter price than him. Eraz is seven to one, and Tiber Flow is twelve to one. So he would be the horse I would be looking for some value at. Okay, Rupert, where, where, what are you fancying this I, race? I'm, I'm just in awe of uh, the level of detail that uh, Lizzie has gone into mm. because I've just. Um, have no idea, but I, I did get. Um, I have heard a little whisper for Eras, even though uh, Lizzie made a very good case for a horse that beat that one or was behind it. I can't remember. Was it? Yeah, no, he beat him last time yeah. out at Newbury over six. So that would be. But uh, that horse is a seven minus a seven to one chance. El Caballo is not the favourite. Perfect Power is. The, I'm just looking at endings being back. Not really anything with a great deal of confidence here so no one's got a very strong opinion as far as the marketing is concerned this is 
a sort of newish race on the Royal Calendar. They mm-hmm. haven't been running it that long. Um, they've only started in 2015, but it's a significant new addition to the racing calendar for three-year-old sprinters, uh, and it gives them an eye. <laughs> a horse that may have run in the Guineas may suddenly think, well, I can't get a mile, but I can run over six furlongs because of the way the horse, you know, it's a, a horses for distance, courses, you name it, but this gives them a golden opportunity to prove their worth at Group 1 level. So it's a, it is a fascinating race, and hence the reason why we have 20 runners um, for me to try and work out. But I've got, but Lizzie's very good at spotting for me. That's good. Now, we always like to talk about where you've gone out and dined the night before. It turns up some weird and wonderful places. So were you together? Were you, were you, were you the uh, together no, last night? No, I was dumped. Oh, were I you? I was dumped okay. last oh, night. Yeah. I, both, I've got Izzy and Lizzie. Mm. Both of them said, had enough of you. Yeah. Well, uh, we both of us actually needed to wash our hair. Right. And I'm getting That's an that old excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was given classic brush off technique. Yeah. Right. We planned it throughout the day how yeah. we were going to get out. And, and, and I feel it. I'm being dumped again tonight because Lizzie between races has been sorting out her social life. Quote. I'm desperate for an espresso martini. <laughs> oh. Uh. That, so that's her plan. Right. So uh, she's out of here at 4.45 down to the espresso martini spot. Isn't oh, that about right? yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you, Rupert, I mean, what, what did you do last night then? Was it to wait in the oh, hotel room with the takeaway? He's having the uh, Ovaltine martini. I think he's <laughs> <laughs> of that age. Yeah. Cup of cocoa. No, yeah. I, I sat like a sad sack in the corner of the hotel oh, eating no. my eating my burger and chips it? oh something um, mozzarella fingers or something <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's, you know it was i i went classy um while trying to watch some golf so i was really just that sad man in the corner not quite tr- anyway trouble is once again i've got 20 runners to learn and you're not giving me the sam face build-up here the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast we have floaters still hanging on and coming up on the inside perfect power has the advantage perfect power has found a way to put in an inch perfect display and has come through a length and a half of really terrific performance christoph Sumion on board got a good toe in with eras on the far side and really was picking up well and just mad well was winning by a length and a half that was a, a terrific performance flaming rib rallied in the final stages but was a length and a half down and uh, into uh, uh, third spot was Flotus with the Aidan O'Brien horse Cadamosto in fourth but perfect power well it was disappointing last time but he is a top class performer Richard Fahey with the services of the uh, French jockey Christophe Sumion getting that run and for once again favourite backers that was good yeah absolutely perfect for favourite backers actually um, uh, Christophe Sumion Belgium jockey who's based in France he's actually had only seven rides for Richard Fahey and um, of those seven rides he's won three races for him this would have been the eighth and therefore the fourth winner you know they're a good team and this horse has been you know, a really, really nice horse for, for Richard Fahey, who obviously had a controversial winner yesterday. He had a very productive uh, two-year-old campaign and um, 
and has and has you know really sort of started to flourish well i'm just going to do uh, obviously we haven't mentioned it yet but of course i have been given a watch for the week so it's time now to give you the official longines time of the race and there is editorial reasons to doing this paul and andy because the standard time of this race is one minute 13 mm -hmm. and this horse has won in one minute 12 and that shows that a it was a quickly run race and this is a flying machine perfect power so that's the reason for that um, it's a real reason one of them yeah. it's one, it's one of the that's reasons that's the worst thing i've ever heard yeah. <laughs> took a second off the record yeah well not no, uh and let's look at the record time no it oh it's a well, it's a way outside the record <laughs> still no, it's always nice to know you still yeah. got your watch Rupert. <laughs> yeah so well, i was well it was Lizzie back me up there. No, she won't, actually. Um, <laughs> but, no, but that was, it was a quick time, but he got a good run through. And uh, from that point of view, there was plenty of confidence behind this horse. And as you say, Christoph Sumior, top jockey on his day. No, and, but he's only, that's only his third Royal Ascot. And his first was back in 2005. So mm. he hasn't had many successes here. But uh, they all have been now Group 1 successes. All three have been Group 1 races. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, I have to squeeze in a fair bit with Martin Count, all this live sport on. But that's what he's sport. been watching. We yeah. are talking about sport on TV in the company of the King of Overnights here on TalkSport. Martin Count, good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, boys, and thanks ever so much for squeezing me in. It sounds like a very busy show. It was. Well, it is. We're here with the cricket, uh, with the golf, and you've been watching Royal Ascot, Martin, haven't you? I certainly have the uh, Festival of Forelock Tugging uh, each year, <laughs> which is uh, Royal Ascot. Uh, you'll know I'm not the biggest fan in the world of uh, Ed Chamberlain. I know he goes on your show. and yeah, mate. Uh, but this, this is just me, he's your mate and all that. Um, oh, he's a good presenter. Yeah, I know he's, he's a he's a good presenter, but he, he overdoes it. I mean, he's not the PR for British horse racing, which is how it comes out. You know, the whole time, mm. oh, beautiful scenes, marvelous. It's yeah, a, it is all marvelous. Say, I know what you mean. It's a yeah. literally and literally an array of colour. What do you mean, literally, an array of colour? It's an array of colour. It's not an array of colour. Uh, and then you get all the... I mean, it's not just that, but you get the... Uh, they always bring in uh, Mark Hayes, you know, the fashion guy from The Breakfast Show and Charlotte Hawkins, and they have to go and do the Vox Pops with people who are always half-cut, 4.30 in the afternoon. There was, a there was an actual cracker this week. Uh, Luke Harvey... Um, was doing some of these Vox Pops in uh, some new tent they've got where they, you know, they serve booze. And he said, to the, so there's a lot of middle-aged women in their best clothes, and it's lovely to see. But um, <laughs> Luke goes into this and he says, you look like you're having a good time. Yeah, of course, she, she's half cut. She's, got a, she's been drinking all afternoon. She's got, anyway, so she, he, he says, uh, how are you doing? You know, how's it going? And she says, uh, where's this being broadcast? Hmm. And in, in her face, he's holding a massive microphone, which says ITV racing, you see. She says, where's this being broadcast? And he said, well, the microphone's a bit of a clue. And then she said, sorry, I'm from Yorkshire. Okay. I don't quite know what that <laughs> meant. It might be ITV, isn't it? <laughs> what do you say, sorry? You have ITV in Yorkshire. You have got everything now, electricity, ITV, all sorts of things. Yeah. I, mean, it's just, yeah. I, I was impressed, though, Martin, that you, I've got to mention this because I noted it down. You found a top hat for 22 and a half grand. Unbelievable. Yeah. Are you I mean, wearing it now? So, <laughs> no, it's well, it, it's too hot at the of moment. Course, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's made out of beaver fur. Oh. But, um, yeah, very special beaver fur, though. Yeah, and, white. Uh, yeah, it's it was white. white. I had to look yeah. it up. Well, it's, it they tricky. call it gold. Be yeah, gold, these are yeah. very rare beavers. 
if you know what I'm saying. So, yes. but anyway, it's twenty-two and a half uh, grand. That, right. but I just do think that the top hat is the most ridiculous item oh, of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I did notice that uh, Ed. God bless him, was wearing a top hat today, even though uh, they were saying yesterday the uh, the very strict dress code for a Royal Ascot was being uh, being sidelined because of the hugely uh, hot conditions there. Yeah, you're allowed uh, to say your jackets What we like today. is when the top hat's too big and you get the Freddie Parrot Face Davis And it look. just sort of meets their glasses. <laughs> There's no forehead and the hat rests on top of the glasses. They look like comedy characters. It's Still it, with us, uh, Freddie Parrot Face Davis, by tremendous. the way. Tremendous. Well, I, 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 as the years go on, I, you, it does remind me of uh, one of my great heroes, Ozzy Ardiles. I think Ozzy, mm. if you put Ozzy in a yeah. bowler hat and stuck him on stage, <laughs> uh, he could honestly, Buenos Aires, six, six, six up to here. There's one yeah. for the kids. Anything else? <laughs> very quickly, Martin, anything else you've noticed? Anything I've, I know from Ron Asker or just generally? Or oh, just generally. Uh, I mean, it's sports just, on TV, on so sport. So much stuff. Yeah. Uh, the cricket was fantastic. Obviously, yes. it was fantastic. I did really enjoy the um, when there was a rain break on mm. the uh, Saturday. Uh, and they did the uh, Voices of Summer. I mean, you've probably seen that. I've never seen it before, but it mm. was a sort of uh, documentary tribute to Michael Holding and David Lloyd. Mm. And it, it just I just thought to myself, you know, we're, we're seeing a complete changing of the guard in, um, in commentary now because yeah. uh, Sue Barker, who's doing Queens this week, by the way, so... Uh, I know you won't be watching Queens, Andy. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you can, I'll tell you what—you can spot the uh, the various you know, various players who you might want to back at Wimbledon. You know, who have a good. Uh, I don't think Andy one... will be backing any of them at Wimbledon. No, don't think anything. No, difficult week at Ascot. Well, Ascot. One's the great thing about uh, about the racing at Ascot is it does uh, it reinforces the message that it's extremely hard to pick the winner of a yeah. horse race. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's a guy who's 150 to one for Wimbledon mm. called Botic van der Zanschlup. Um, who's a, a Dutch player, mm-hmm. and uh, I, th- I thought he was really good at Queens. I don't mean he's not going to win it, but it mm. might be worth uh, you know if he's playing one day to Tennis in tips, the men's yeah. singles. Botic van der Schl- good headline if he loses. Smacks Botic. Botic. Yeah. Yes, perfect, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? There it is. Sabloids will have that. Somebody's written that down. <laughs> yeah, slap Zanschlup. Uh, yeah, Botic van der Zanschlup. He's called. But yes, I was watching Queens because I say you know. Sue Barker is a diminishing resource, so we uh, make the most of it. And uh, trying to watch the uh, watch Ascot as well as watching the Test match. Wow. But yeah, every time you switch over for a race, there was uh, there was something happening. It, it was just fantastic. But I did enjoy um, th- the thing about Michael Holding and David Lloyd, mm. which was uh, I think we got a minute to talk about what you this. noticed from the football coverage. One of from the football club coverage is that uh, Joe Cole, love Joe Cole, yeah. but he's very much into the bones. He kept, every time they showed a clip, he said, yeah, well, Gareth will have to pick the bones out of that. And have to pick the bones. <laughs> we had at least six references to Gareth uh, picking the bones. Right. And I did like Ennio Aluko, uh, who was one of the other pundits, who said... We don't have to start panicking yet. It's too early. We don't have to start panicking till September. Oh, okay. So I'm yeah. looking, I'm looking <laughs> that's forward. True. That's when I was planning to do most of my panicking. <laughs> yeah. I've noted it in my diary. Yes, September, <laughs> it's, it's in the book. Now, Martin, you're the king of overnights, and you, you I take it that's and you can't walk down the streets in Kuala Lumpur. Maybe because you've never been there. But, no, um, it's almost impossible. But it, you don't go there because you don't want to be mobbed. Because that—that's—that's that's the, that. Yeah, the transmitter there goes off the scale when you're on overnight. So unbelievable. Uh, what's on tonight? Yeah. Can you tell us? Do you know? Yes, I can. We're going to be talking about that uh, gymnastics review, which oh, is yeah. quite horrific. It certainly and is. And really, what, what it, you know, in terms of people who've got young girls, especially, uh, who they want to put into 
a sport, they're going to look at that and really think twice about whether gymnastics is a sport they want to go into. So there's obviously a lot of work to be done there. We'll be talking uh, about that. Um, and also, obviously, there'll be a lot of uh, post-mortems on the, um, on the football and whether it's wise, if you're going to play as badly as that, to have uh, a Villa man standing there on the um, at Molyneux. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We asked you, come on, let's have your Star Wars-based football. This was off of Tony Cotty uh, doing mm. a bit of Star Wars earlier on. Uh, and we gave, he gave us uh, Obi-Wan Baseka. You've come up with a few. Jedi Spencer's features <laughs> from good. Kev. Jar Jar Winks, says Gav from <laughs> Chester. Arteta D2, says Sean in <laughs> Salford. Good. Jabba the Hooth, says Andy Garner. Millennium Foul Cow. Says somebody didn't put their name on it. I like Sean in Salford. Chewbacca. Chewbacca for the uh, Bocca Juniors fans. Yes, yes. And that uh, that may be it. Thank you for all of those. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's time then to look at the non-sporting TV of the weekend in the company of uh, the Stars' very own Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Hi, guys. Well, it's official. Last 20 minutes, we've mm. discovered that uh, Eve Basuma is uh, leaving Brighton and going to Spurs. Uh, how are you feeling about that, Mike? Uh, well... As, as, as I was saying last week, it was a sense of inevitability, and I think he he you know he's ambitious, and obviously he wants to go to a club that finished five whole places above us. Meow. I've got a feeling though. Sorry, that, I had to uh, get that one in. I'm he sorry. might finish quite a few Cheap. places above. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, all right. Well, oh, you, oh, Andy is is writing us off already. Are the, you writing the, us off? No, I'm I'm saying. Oh, but oh I, you're writing I, Spurs, I Spurs off. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, I mean, Cucurella. There's this story about yeah. him and City. That must be a bit of a worry. I'm going to lose a, him after a season. No, that, that is you know in, in the way things are, the sort of the momentum of these things that feels in some ways more of a worry than than Basuma, which, as I say, had that sense of inevitability about it but i just think uh, you know it's 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 just the way of the world and um he's yeah, he's a, he's a great to to talent well why do you want to go to city i mean maybe <laughs> go somewhere and get a game I yeah <laughs> but he's a nice lad i think he might give you another season but who knows anyway um <laughs> well just to be nice just because he's a nice bloke you <laughs> yeah, know something. He is maybe, a there is, guy, maybe there's room for nice people no. in football well, still I hope so. That'd be nice, mm. um so th- this couldn't have been a cheap show to make seven days on mars brian cox <laughs> wow yeah, i mean they, 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 they kept that quiet on location it's, what's amazing is that only a couple of years ago I did this series called The Planets where it did pretty much a different planet each week and he mm. was really slagging Mars off. He was saying it was a dump. You know, and, you know, there was no, dump. no, those were his actual words, I think. I might have, my shorthand's not mm. great. Um, and yeah, so no, in all seriousness, what it is, this is basically him going to uh, NASA to their, somewhere called their Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which mm. apparently he wrote to when he was a kid. Wow. To say, please, could you send me some picture of pictures from the planets you visited or your machines have visited? You haven't been to them personally, uh, and they did, and so that sort of got his enthusiasm going. So he spends seven days at this place, and what they do there is they take all the feed from all the, all the machinery that's filming the surface of Mars, the sort of rovers and the helicopter type things, uh, and the theories being that, 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 that some of the stuff that's, that's being uncovered and discovered is sort of turning upside down all our all our thoughts and expertise. But they do that every so often, don't they? Every time they do an explanation, it's always turning our, our, you know, our beliefs and uh, our assumptions upside down. Uh, so he's just going to have to remap the whole series. Oh, is it good? Have you, you yes, you it is. Yeah, because it, it's mm. the, because it's a combination of the you know his passion. Mm. So I mean, a lot of the time, to be honest, you get to the end of it, you're not quite sure what he's told you. But he's one of these people. You know, if you had teachers like him at school, you'd you'd, you'd get top marks and everything, wouldn't you? Because just that passion just, <laughs> yeah. just 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 you know gets you through, and you want to, even if you don't get it, you kind of want to go and look into it to find out, fill the gaps, as it mm. were, rather than you know just thinking now it's in my head. 
So that's uh, nine o'clock um, tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we've got a, a Pointless Celebrities Cricket Special, 8.20. We have, yeah. Alison Mitchell, Andy Zaltman, Devin Malcolm, Graham Gooch, George, Georgie Heath, Fran Wilson, Graham Swan and Mark Ramprakash right. all doing the Pointless thing uh, at 8.20. They just like doing these theme things every so often. Mm. So, so um, yeah. yeah, that's... yeah. It, they could have called it the 100, of course, couldn't they? Because obviously there's a countdown thing. It is. Uh, uh, we watch Pointless, that doesn't really but work, it's the most <laughs> formulaic... <laughs> just ignore me, sorry. just talk. Yeah, sorry. It, it is, is very formulaic. It's the most formulaic show I've ever seen. It's the, exactly the same every day. It's really... If you're making sort yeah. of 60 shows yeah. a day, you know, you've got to have a routine. You've got to have a system. Oh, yeah. That's true. We're, we're, as we're tight for time, we're doing one a day, yep. and then yeah, on cool. Sunday, 7 o'clock, ITV, Alan Carr's epic game show, Celebrity oh, Special. He's yes, been doing a big Zach. series of these. What's, yes, what's he dusted yes, off this another time? another one. Oh, uh, it's, it is the big one. It is Play Your Cards Right. Uh, celebrity Special, so uh, Russell Kane, Jimmy Mystery, Mo Farah and Claire Balding amongst mm. those uh, shouting higher, higher, lower, lower. And what's the other one? You don't get anything in this game for a pair? Or Two in a bed. Two in yeah. a bed, is that what it is? Nothing for a pair. Oh, is that no, uh, another bullseye? Bullseye. Bullseye. bullseye? No, of course, you've got a week. Bullseye is the following week. <laughs> oh, OK, right, yes. I've gone early. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I've gone early on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, uh, and uh, no, also, um, uh, there's a repeat of Paul McCartney at the BBC because obviously he's uh, his 80th birthday and the Glastonbury stuff coming up uh, next week. Uh, and at the same time, Live and Let Die is on, on ITV. It's the film. Ooh, so that's you a, watch, that's a watch great Bond film. That's one of my faves of the Roger Moore era. I mean, they and I'm, I'm with you on that. It was a very good film. That yeah. I, I may go back in. Brilliant. Great, great That's stuff. Yeah. ITV. Uh, ITV at eight o'clock. Wow. Mm, yeah. There's a new series of McDonald and Dodds, which was quite. A That's next week, summer, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah, is on yeah. Sunday. This is on Sunday. Oh, uh, Sunday. Sunday night, eight o'clock. Mm. Uh, did you watch that before, Andy? Or yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, it's all right. I quite like it. It's got. It's. It's. It's yet another sort of mismatch crime solving partnership type mm. of deal um but I, I quite and and it's set in bath it's one of those things that's got a lovely setting it's it's tone is just right it's not too serious it's not too it's not too flippant um so yeah while away a couple of hours with that if you don't want to watch freddie flintoff and co pretending to be lorry drivers on top gear okay thank you mike we'll catch you with you next week cheers guys take care the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show we're back on monday to do it all again. Do hope you can yeah, join us back then. Tomorrow, oh, well, of course, we are back tomorrow. Do it. Yes, midday tomorrow, straight after the warm up. We are live from Twickenham to build up to the Gallagher Premiership final between Saracens and Leicester Tigers. So, yeah, if you fancy an extra helping, uh, midday tomorrow, live from Twickenham. If you can't join us, we'll catch up with you on Monday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 